Welcome to the Wise Musician Club. We are a group of musicians, performers, and music executives who realize that access to the music industry has become harder than ever, and we want to change that. We want to show future rock stars and rock stars that want to continue their career in this digital environment that there is a pathway to success, and it's not all based on luck. We are going to dispel myths, share the trade secrets, and explain the industry from the inside and out so you can absolutely kill it in the music business. I'm in the car. I'm out and about, so I said it'll be okay in a car, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So can you, now are you, you're not driving, right? You're actually. No, no, no. no. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> How you? You look good. Thank you. You like my John Denver glasses? Very cool. I, I heard the whole you and Carrie going back and forth on those. <laughs> <laughs> I've been switching them up. I'm like, oh, I'll go this route and then I'll put my regular ones on and, you know, hey. <laughs> right now this is my John Denver glasses time. Very cool. So girl, thank you for, uh, first of all, scheduling. There's your glasses. And these, are, these are Zenny, by the way. Zenny, right? Zenny. Yep. You turned me on to Zenny. Hey. Zenny optical people, if you don't, you know, want to pay 300 bucks a pair of glasses, go to Zenny and you can get anything you want. These are what, I think $12.99 and I yeah. love them. I know. I think total with all my little extra features was maybe 35 bucks. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Can't beat it. So Lisa, Jordan, thank you so much for, um, carving out some time. Um, you know, I know you and I have known each other for a very long time. And today we're just going to talk about a little bit of, you know, your journey in the music industry and, you know, your story a little bit, where you have been, what you went through and where you're at now. And the whole goal of this is, um, you know, a lot of us musicians, um, you know, famous folks that have been doing it for a long time, in addition to independent folks and the teenagers and the young up-and-comers that I've been mentoring for a while, nice. are going to be a part of all of this big community and we're all helping each other. And the podcast that we've already recorded, we're finding these little gold nuggets of what people are doing to really keep them successful in today's industry. Awesome. Just wanted to speak to you because you are a seasoned veteran and, um, you know, I just want to talk to you a little bit about your journey and, you know, what little gold nuggets you can drop on everybody regarding your experience, whether they be good, bad, indifferent, sort of your epiphanies along the way. Make sense? Makes sense, Amy. All right, Lisa. So tell me, tell me, tell me your story. Where did you start? How did you know that singing was going to be a part of your life? Wow. For singing for my family, we had a large family, so um, we sang all the time. It was just a way to keep us out of trouble, keep us in the house. Um, my family in Alabama sang. I have uncles and aunts that sang, and we used to go to Mobile every summer. So it was just a part of like family and something we like to do, and everybody likes to harmonize and it just was a thing. People say, when did you start singing? And I, was, I say, I don't know when I didn't sing. It's just yeah. part of our life. Absolutely. So, you know, as a teenager, what happened throughout your teenage years that kept you along that path? Was it through church? Was it, you know, what did you do? Church, always. Mm -hmm. um, choir at school. Um, uh, the jet, we had, at, I went to Milwaukee Tech and they had something called the jazz ensemble. Mm -hmm. So they'd have a nice jazz uh, group 
and then they'd have a vocalist, a number of vocalists, but they'd have featured vocalists. And I did that in my senior and junior year in high school, which gave me courage to be able to perform and, <laughs> you know, have a big audience, your peers. And it was, yeah, it was, cool. it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, um, obviously, maybe not people who are listening, but I know, um, you know, you and your brother, Eric Benet, uh, you know, um, I guess sort of started out together or launched together along with your cousin, George. So explain yeah. that, explain that a little bit, how you got there and how you sort of launched and your experience through that. Well, Eric and George, um, I didn't even know I, I was working right out of high school and they always dabbled in writing and George had a little studio in his basement and they would be like, Hey, can you put these female vocals on there for me? And I'd be like, yeah, whatever, you know? <laughs> so, um, we did some recording of some songs and people were kind of interested. They liked them. Um, not really radio interest, but some DJs were like, that's some cool stuff. You guys are almost there. And then, um, I guess George submitted or Eric submitted some songs to, uh, some local people in, in Milwaukee and people were interested. And then I guess Gerard, Gerard heard of us and they were like, Hey, you know, we, we perform locally throughout the Midwest and it will be really cool. We like you guys vocals and you know, your new ideas. We, it'll be cool if you joined us. And I was like, well, I'm working. I don't know if I could do that. And then I was like, well, to sing for a living would be kind of cool. So Eric and George submitted some of our original stuff and we joined Gerard and performed. They worked us like some Hebrew slaves, but yes, for fun. those of you who don't know what Gerard is, Gerard is sort of a launching pad or a platform in the Midwest that a lot of folks, including Lisa and I, were yes. part of at some point in our life. And that's where we met. And gained exactly <laughs> and gained industry attention at some point and, and offered record opportunities and some took some some didn't and right. uh, you know and the ins and outs of the the, the record industry back in the 90s um, and 90s. No. <laughs> don't want to play 80s but it was <laughs> yeah yeah well for me it was the early 90s uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> so anyway so okay so we all um were performing our tails off in this oh. this launching pad band if you will and um and eventually all of a sudden eric and lisa and george were off to whisk away to the studio and to la and things took off for you from that standpoint a little bit so explain what happened there okay so yeah we got picked up by emi records and um they were all excited about us you know another brother and sister duo that doesn't happen often they were like the carpenters and who else was brother? So Donnie and Marie. Yeah. Kind of, but it was it was kind of cool. And they were trying Janet to and Michael Jackson. Janet right. and Michael. So we worked on our project and they introduced us to a couple of big names in LA. Jeff Lorber, Dave Cos, mm -hmm. um, Brian Loren. Um, who else? Oh, uh, what's his name? The xylophone dude. Al, um, Roy Ayers. Hmm. Uh, we just, it was like, they told us to make a wish list of people we wanted to work with and we were like oh my god this is wow. yeah so for about seven six to seven months we lived in LA and worked on our project and unfortunately during the time we were working on our project EMI started going through this transition 
where a bigger company was buying them or something. So they were downsizing and figuring out who they were going to keep and who they were going to put more money into. And we had already done our video. We were finishing up our artwork for uh, the album. And the transition was almost over when our project was over. And they were like, hey, uh, we really love you guys, but we don't know what to do with you. And we are like, what do you mean you don't know what to do with us? Well, you guys are kind of R&B, you're kind of poppy, you're kind of jazzy. So we're just going to put you out there and see what happens. <laughs> so any, we, we, still got a, uh, we still had a lot of interest. But at about six months into uh, after our CD was released, they dropped us. Mm -hmm. And they gave us the option to, you know, shop what we have. They wouldn't penalize us or anything or look for the money they invested because usually the record label will come after you for the money they invested. Right. So they were like, we're not going to do that, but um, we're going to drop you and you know, if you guys want to go solo or work on something yourselves or, you know, we'll let you be free to go shop anywhere else. And at that point, I was kind of done. I, I was in a relationship with a kind of jerk boyfriend who was giving me a hard time about being away a lot. Anyway. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, life. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit though. You know, you and I have shared some stories offline about, um, you know, some of the industry standards of what used to happen back in the 90s and and yeah. things um you know now in the in, in 2018 2019 everything's really come out in public of you know how these industries can work at times especially with female artists and what happens in those aspects and not necessarily that all of us go down and have horrible drastic things happen to us but we're in my opinion at that point we're constantly tre treated as figures that they owned and yeah, I, think, I think more product the women were really considered more product and the guys were like a project but like mm -hmm. they were really it seemed like they thought our time in the business was going to be very short for some reason i guess they assumed we'd make a little money and go have kids or something i don't know what that's absolutely that's it was told straight point blank to me that's what really 100 percent which is why I walked away from my opportunity because they Me said, uh, you know, you're 23, it's prime, prime yes. time for you to go. But age 28, if you go over the age 28, nobody's going to want you. And I said, you know, well, that's, you're, that's yeah, not positive. no, not positive at all. So that's, that's the stigma that we had back in the nineties. And, you know, luckily for women these days in the internet and the digital marketing age is sort of all in people, you yes. know, of course, with the pop and the radio people, uh, the record labels that are backing them, they're still trying to formulate those brands and whatnot. But as independent artists, it's so much more freer and people have the opportunity to create whatever they want, at yes. whatever age. Um, and if you remember back in the nineties, Lisa, was, I think we were still probably performing together. Um, there was a song that came out. Oh, there's something of love, not rhythm of love. Um, Boy, maybe you'll remember it, but they brought it out on, on onto the radio, onto the top forty stations, and uh -huh. it started becoming a hit. But they didn't say who the artist was. It was a, like a blind artist. I and know who it was. Mm -hmm. Okay, tell me who it was, because I know who it was too. But what was the name of the song? 
I know who the artist was, Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond, exactly. And it was a jam. But yeah. I didn't want to say who it was. Exactly. Because he was old and because he was uh, hit in the 50s. But Soldier of Love. Soldier, Soldier of Love. There you go. There you go. It's still a great song. Yes. Oh, my gosh. There go my dogs. Your baby. <laughs> Mailman's here. <laughs> so anyway, so go ahead. Continue with you sort of left the industry at that point and you said, I, I'm done. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I... I I felt the difference between how Eric and I were treated and they were, um, even though we were a duo, they were really pushing him to be the upfront guy and said, you know, Lisa, you go in there and put your little backgrounds on. And I was like, wait a minute. I, it was just a, like you said, they treat, they treated women very differently and you were more of a, a product and you were dispensable. It even seemed. And as we've seen from back in our day, groups used to change the women out like like it was nothing, and the guy would be the upfront. So it, it it discouraged me a lot, and and I really wanted to get away from Gerard too. Our our local management, they were kind of taking everything. If we ever got anything, they would take it because we signed a stupid contract. And speaking of that contract, Eric went to court because they were still trying to hold him to his contract after he signed with his new uh, record label. Mm -hmm. And the, the judge was like, this is the most ridiculous binding contract. I'm throwing it out. You can't, this is like slavery. And we were like, oh, we know that already. Yeah, they really did. They just laughed. He said the judge actually laughed. Wow. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, that leads uh, to, you know, the, the thing to watch out for in the industry these days. And probably the reason why I've gotten approached so much and have mentored these young folks in that have wanted to, you know, create their own path in this day and age is their parents come to me and go, please help us, our, us understand and our child understand what we're about to go up against and yes. what we need to avoid. And, you know, the stories that you and I have, which are similar to that and, you know, the, the binding contracts, I mean, you have to be super careful with what you go into and especially these television, um, you know, commercials, uh, excuse me, television shows that are launching pads yes. for artists these days. You know, I've helped prepare a couple of my, I'll call it mentoring students a little bit, getting ready for those shows or be getting ready for those auditions. And I have gotten a chance to read through those contracts and they are completely open-ended. Literally the universe is theirs if you sign it. So you have to be super careful of what you do, how to navigate. And, you know, not to say that those are necessarily all bad because they have launched some phenomenal careers but you have to be in tune to what is going on and you have to have those people on your side that are going to help you navigate the right way for whatever your career is going to be and your parents to be comfortable with it if you have parental support so and you have a right to put clauses and, and interject what you want in your contract and as a new artist you don't even think you're so excited about performing and being on tv or or going on tour you don't even think about how much they own you you have a right to put what you want in your contract they don't have to agree but at least you have a voice lisa you just dropped your golden nugget right there i mean a lot of people don't realize that you don't realize you're that excited. You're, you're like oh my god they want me yeah they want you like literally so <laughs> you have to think about wow you know if i sign this seven year five year because nowadays you really don't even need to sign to anybody because you can release your own stuff. That's right. So you That's don't right. need management until you're actually doing stuff. You don't need management to get you out there. It helps, I'm sure, in some situations, but you're your own best friend. 
you don't have to sign your name on things that'll just make people look at you like a a dog you bought at the pound and we're gonna shave her like this and put <laughs> these clothes on her and you know yeah. you want to be a country artist but we think you're pop you know no you know yeah. you have to you have to realize what where your heart is absolutely and, and it is a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> amy weren't you you were on tour with lilith lilith yeah yeah a short time with lilith but you know we we routed uh, you know to your point you know we ended up starting when when i walked away from the opportunity uh that i was offered um you know a lot of things happened you know once there's a big record label that has some interest our manager went um you know okay here's what we're gonna do get you in the studio we're gonna write songs for you flying out to la we're gonna put you in these clothes you need to lose weight here you need to do this da 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 da, da. and that was what, with me not having any idea completely naive that's what scared the crap out of me and yes. i walked away from it and i you know i left the state i left because i'm just like i'm Run. done uh, um, but then, you know, realized that I still had the, the music bug inside of me. So I said, I'm, I'm going to try to do something on my own. And my brother, my brother and I started writing music. That's how the whole, you know, my path independently started happening. And then, um, you know, hired, you know, our attorneys and management and booking agents and uh, distribution partners and everything. But then eventually started, you know, business might started really taking hold going taking advantage of me, taking advantage of me, taking yes. advantage of me. And I go fired, 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 fired. And I right, figured right, out right. how to right, right. navigate a lot of that myself. To this day, I still see our distribution partner who got our albums in Best Buy and Walmart and Target and elsewhere. I still see that they had have held on to a bunch of our, back at the time, CDs. They're still selling. I see them still selling them, which, wow. you know, it, anyway, people. Yeah, you, you're like, okay. Right. All so right. anyway, yeah, then figured out how do I, how do we book our own tours? How do I train somebody how to talk to the colleges? You know, once you get on the college circuit and get on to some, you know, um, I'll call it, you know, support for some national tours, that's where you really start blowing up and you, at that time that I was in it. So yes. I guess what I'm saying is right now, digitally, it's so much easier. You know, I almost wish that I was young now and I could launch everything and right. know everything that I know now on yes. how to digitally launch it, how to layer on these pieces that I need to be successful and generate great revenue myself, whether I yes. want to tour or don't want to tour. Um, you know, if only I started now, it would be fantastic. But this whole, what we're doing today and what the yes. others that we've already recorded and other ones that are coming down the pike is, is to really help the younger up and comers to realize, you know, learn from our, uh, you know, the positives of our career and the, the mistakes we've made learn from that. But also with me being a digital marketing these days, I know exactly um, what works and what doesn't. And, and right. I'm training people on how to launch their career or slowly build it, whatever they want, but the pieces that need to be put in place. And it's not just about having a YouTube channel and it's not just about having a following on Instagram. Right. That's not the, you know, so anyway, my point being is, it's an exciting time for new up and comers, and that control can control everything. And the parents that think their kids have talent, it's a fun time being able to coach them and mentor them and show them here, you know, here's the world. Take it if you want it. You know, you've got it at your fingertips. So it's it's a fun time. It is. It yeah. is. So have you been doing anything musically since you sort of left the industry? Uh, obviously, Eric's still touring around. I think he's in South Africa right now. Um, right, right. 
and yeah, his he's doing, he's doing well his his he's starting to branch out into other things you know he's older now and he's seeing that road life is really hard but there's still a demand for him but he's transitioning and um i transitioned a little i was in a local reggae band in milwaukee that was really fun and i did that for like five or six years i didn't even realize the time had passed and yeah it's you know when music is in your blood yeah you know you're not you might not make a lot of money but it's just something you like to share right and that's what i pretty much said to everybody that we've talked to already is that we're we're all in this industry at some point, whether we're in it full force now or just dabbling at the edges or, you know, it's in our rear view mirror. Um, right. We all got into it because of the love of the way that the music makes us feel or the yes. creativity. And we're all, that's literally why people start out in music. I mean, that's the majority. It's few and far between that goes, I, you know, the people that go, I'm going to, I want to be a bajillionaire, so I'm going to make a beat <laughs> and I'm going to sell right, that right, beat. Right, you know, right, I mean, that's just... Right the opposite they have you you know if, it, if people can't feel the love that you have for the music you're not it's not going to transcend I think so. across things so um yeah i can i can appreciate that and i um uh, you know uh give me a little insight of what uh, india eric's daughter has been doing lately i know she's got her own little music project and i'm hoping to talk to her soon that would be a great one to talk to she's doing independent and her boyfriend is a producer to, who has some history with some really great artists. He works with Robin Thicke still off and on. Beautiful. Um, he is totally 100% behind her, encouraging her, and he knows the ins and outs of it. So she's going indie. She's working on uh, getting her video together. And perfect. Uh, she's written some. Uh, oh, Amy, I want you to hear her stuff. Uh, well, I'm sure I will, but and she is such a great singer. She is so. Yes. She is so eclectic. That's all. She's so dang real and eclectic. And I just yes. love her to pieces. She's great. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. It would be well, really cool for you to talk to her too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I look forward to it. So my last question for you um, for all this right. little snippet is, and I ask everybody this. So along your entire career, whatever that may be, I want you to tell me the first thing that pops into your head when it was, tell me what your biggest or the most, um, realized epiphany was along your journey let's say you thought you were going this way and you took a giant you know right angle um and it threw you off and it you a huge learning lesson what is that epiphany that you had along your journey um for me when i realized that it didn't matter how great a singer you were how great a performer the music business is a business and People do look at, well, you are a product. You have to realize that yourself, but you can be in control of your, what product you want to be. And my epiphany was during the 90s, I didn't want to take the route that they wanted to set me on. And I had already signed to a label, didn't have a really good experience. And I think I just wanted out. It didn't feel good to me. Um, okay and it's a good learning lesson i mean yeah. it, and just because you get offered something doesn't mean you have to take it right. you know they were like you could you could be the black madonna i was like um uh, madonna's kind of wild and i'm really not willing to do a lot of stuff that i've heard happens and uh 
Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, so. oh, well, Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you want to drive somewhere, so appreciate you taking the time and talking to us. Um, this is going to be a huge learning tool for a lot of people, even the, the, the older rock stars that need a, yeah. a refresher on their career. All these little nuggets. And, you know, as you listen back to the podcast that we launched, we're going to be launching every couple of days. Um, uh, you know, you, you're going to get little nuggets that people are dropping in. It's so cool. These new things that people are doing that everybody yes. can learn from. So very cool, Lise. Thanks so much for taking Thank the time you. to speak with me. Uh, hey, you, we love you. And love you um, Good we'll luck talk soon. Thank you. Business, but it's worth it. Perfect. See yeah. you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Thank you for visiting us at the Wise Musician Club. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook and listen to all the interviews and watch their video interviews of the podcast, go to The Wise Musician and like and follow the page. We look forward to seeing you back here or visiting our Facebook page.